wisdom that will set you free. Welcome to Mystic FM. Join us on a voyage of spiritual discovery. Welcome everyone to the Mystic FM radio show, brought to you by the Ethereum Society's New Zealand branch, which is based in Birkenhead on Auckland's North Shore. My name's Julian Rosser and I'll be your host, and we're currently running a series of shows in which we take a look at a very special book called The Nine Freedoms, and delve into a different one of these freedoms in each show. This week, we look at the fifth freedom, Cosmic Consciousness. Mystic FM is produced by the New Zealand branch of the Ethereum Society, a worldwide spiritual organization with centers in Europe, North America, Africa, and Australasia. We were founded in 1955 by a Western master of yoga, Dr. George King, who passed on in 1997. The Ethereum Society are the custodians of a vast amount of spiritual teaching given by beings from this world and beyond, which were received through the yogic mediumship of Dr. King. We are a practical organization that holds regular services to send out spiritual power through prayer and mantra to help our suffering world. The society's motto is service is the jewel in the rock of attainment. So what are the nine freedoms? Well, they are a series of spiritual teachings that outline the steps humanity needs to take as we evolve. They were given in 1961 by a cosmic master known as Mars Sector 6 and were given as transmissions which were delivered through the yogic mediumship of Dr. George King, who was the founder of the Ethereum Society and a very advanced master of yoga who passed on in 1997. Each of these transmissions are the result of Dr. King going into a positive somatic yogic trance, a state which is very rare for anyone to be able to attain. And while in this state, he was overshadowed by Mars Sector 6. And this great master then spoke using Dr. King's voice to deliver these profound teachings to humanity. The nine freedoms are, in order, firstly, bravery, with which, without which nothing of any value can be achieved. Then secondly comes love, the great creative force behind the whole of creation. And the third freedom is service, which is love in practical action. And through service we can gain the fourth freedom, enlightenment, a very elevated state. From there we progress on until we were able to achieve cosmic consciousness, which is a full rise of the power known as Kundalini, and where one is able to experience the oneness of all things. 
Once we can attain cosmic consciousness at will, we are then ready for the great initiation of ascension, which is the sixth freedom, and where we are able to break forever from the cycle of reincarnation. And after this initiation, we are able to leave the classroom called Earth and move on to a higher sphere of learning in the seventh freedom, which is interplanetary existence. Then after a time, we gain the eighth freedom, Saturnian existence, Saturn being the most highly evolved planet in our solar system. And from there, countless lifetimes into the future, we eventually reach the ninth freedom, solar existence. So these are nine doors through which all of humanity must pass as we evolve. And of course it doesn't stop there. Evolution goes on and on. Now when the nine freedoms were given, they were recorded, and the recordings of these transmissions are available for purchase from our website, as are the transcriptions, which together with the commentary from Dr. King, form the book called The Nine Freedoms. These are all available from the Ethereum Society's website, that is the book, the CDs of the transmissions themselves, as well as the CDs of the lectures of, on these subjects by Dr. King. So check out the Ethereum Society's website, ethereus.org, or also the Nine Freedoms website, which is www.thenineFreedoms.org. That's thenineFreedoms.org, nine as in the word nine. In our last show, we talked about the fourth freedom, enlightenment. This week, we delve into the fifth freedom, cosmic consciousness. So I'd now like to introduce Frank McManus, who will be sharing with us what the nine freedoms have to say about this subject. Good morning. As explained by Julian, today's program will focus on cosmic consciousness. Now most people would say that our consciousness is limited to the senses and our experience through them. Yet if we regard ourselves in our entirety, then we must realize that we are sparks of the one divine creative source and therefore we must have the potential to merge with this source. If we study the lives of the great masters, saints and yogis, we will see that they experience a different reality to those around them. They experienced a oneness with life and indeed a love for all things, a type of awareness and expression way above the norm. The cosmic master who gave the nine freedoms to the world through his yogic channel, Dr. George King, describes to us all that indeed cosmic consciousness is our birthright and goal. We will start today by reading a short extract from this transmission. Mars Sector 6 The fifth freedom will be cosmic consciousness. Freedom from limitations is only brought about by sincere and diligent directed effort through countless incarnations upon terror. It is not some vague thing which just happens. It is made to happen. Terror is a great classroom to which pupils have come to learn many lessons. 
They pass from grade to grade, through countless initiations, through countless apparent deaths, when they cast off gross physical limitation for a time and travel to another more subtle plane to learn, then to return again to benefit from their previous experiences. There comes a stage when the desire to break forever the bars of selfishness dawns. Service is performed. From this we can see that cosmic consciousness is the result of a long journey through many lives. It is earned through breaking the bars of selfishness with the sweet compassion manifested to all through love. It is the culmination of a great journey from basic individuality through compassionate service, ever-expanding awareness to the absorption of the consciousness into the mighty whole. For this to happen, the soul has to be prepared and tested for such an expansion of consciousness and the responsibility which it brings. As explained in last week's program on enlightenment, for the mystic states to be experienced, the power of Kundalini has to be risen from the base of the spine up through the spinal column, through each of the psychic centers in turn, and lodged in the higher psychic centers. Kundalini may be understood as an aspect of the divine spirit, which is lodged in matter, and as a negative pole or female in vibration. Let us now listen to the words of the great cosmic master Mars Sector 6 as he explains further the process of cosmic consciousness. To prepare ourselves to better absorb this wisdom, take a few deep breaths and open your mind to his mighty words. There comes a following stage when enlightenment alike a sun a doth flood the server with its a golden light. Wisdom adorns. There comes a stage when at once the consciousness of the individual soars to mighty heights, unlimited, unbounded, by mind, high into the realms of intuition, of divine inspiration, it goeth through space where time stands quite still non-existent, immobile. Cosmic consciousness, like the flower of God, breaks from a bud into full, lasting bloom. 
to better understand these mighty words, we could do no better than to listen to the commentary on them by the yogic channel himself, Dr. George King, who, unlike us, had personal experience of these elevated states. There comes a following stage when enlightenment, like a sun, doth flood the server with its golden light. Wisdom dawns. He goes on serving in hundreds of ways and learning in hundreds of ways, having hundreds and hundreds of different experiences and wisdom begins to take root within him and grow into a strong tree, everlastingly strong. There comes a stage when at once the con consciousness of the individual soars to mighty heights, unlimited, unbounded by mind. High into the realms of intuition of divine inspiration it goeth through space where time stands quite still, non-existent, immobile. Suddenly, cosmic consciousness comes to the enlightened. In order to be enlightened, as I told you before, to give you uh, a scientific explanation for it, we raise the power of Kundalini through all the centers. We gradually do this through concentration, contemplation, and the end of this is meditation, where Kundalini is raised through all the centers, and all the centers are, to all intents and purposes, dead. And the, we enter into conscious death, or a type of conscious death, a very, very deep state of trance where there's little or no warmth in the body, except around the top of the head, and that warmth stops rigor mortis setting in. Other than that, if you stayed in this type of meditation for several days, rigor mortis would set in, and you would be taken for one dead, you see. But a slight warmth is caused in the top of the head which warms the blood enough to stop rigor mortis from setting in. This is meditation. All else is working up to it. All else is working up to it. Right, now suddenly, after going in and out of meditation many, many times and gaining great enlightenment, suddenly, one day, apparently out of the blue, something else happens. Cosmic consciousness comes. Your meditation is different. It's a much greater thing, a very, very, very much greater thing, a much, much, much wider thing, because you begin to feel at one with all things, and to be at one with all things is to know things. We cannot know about a dog, a cat, unless we are at one with a dog and a cat. How can we know about these things? How can we know about uh, Buddhism unless we are one with the Buddhic realms? All right, you might say, study the works of Buddha. It's not good enough. You will never know about it by studying the works, not really know about it. How do you know anything at all about plant life? Anything whatsoever about plant life that isn't just basic theory unless you are one with the plant. 
How do you know about sound unless you are one with sound? Do you know anything about light unless you are one with light? How can you? You cannot. All you can know is scratch the fringe like a little child scratches the fringe of deeper mathematics by saying 2 plus 2 equals 4. Just scratching the fringe of it. And that's all normal man is doing, scratching the fringe of these things. You can read things, you can hear people talk. These things help you. Reading helps you. Studying helps you, most certainly. But to really become a knower is something above this stage, is to have the practical experience of these things. I might turn around and tell you that um, the most wonderful sound on earth is the sound made by molecules of material rubbing together in trees and grass and flowers when they grow. That this sound is like a great natural symphony. I've experienced this. I know what it is. This is a part of cosmic consciousness. But my words are still only words to you, as yet. They're words which help. Do you see, I'm trying to point out the difference between a man and a knower. You then know. And a million words can't convince you otherwise, because you know. It makes no difference who was to come to me. Who on earth was to come to me and say that light and sound are not different aspects of the same thing, that they are different vibrations, makes no matter who this person said this. I would laugh in his face no matter who he was because I have been one with light and sound and know that they are different aspects of the same thing, that you cannot light an electric light without making seven sounds, that there's no such thing as blue or green or red colors, that these are just something we see. But there is such a thing as a certain frequency of light which gives the appearance of being blue, but it also has six other aspects as well, which are totally invisible to normal man. And there's seven sounds that these aspects make off too. And each aspect has seven sounds and it goes on ad infinitum. Or when you switch a blue light on in a room, you are doing hundreds of millions of things. You're virtually changing the vibration of the whole world. And it isn't until you have experienced some of these things that you know them. You see, everything else is theory. Now, as we have just heard, the state of cosmic consciousness comes about with the full awakening of the higher psychic centers. We will now listen to the great cosmic master, Mars Sector 6, explaining in mystic terms this wonderful awakening. Know this. When the two flowers 
of the heart are fed and sleep when the three flowers of the head are fed and go inwards and the middle sentinel remains silent then does the dawn of the consciousness which is cosmic break and you become at one with that which is. Now, to better understand the mystic meaning of these words, let us listen to Dr. George King's commentary on them. And the three flowers of the head are fed and go inwards. Uh, well, actually, this means, of course, that the three psychic centers in the head here, the main so-called Christ center is split up into three definite active psychic centers. These two receive this charge of Kundalini and they go inwards. In other words, Kundalini, the goddess, is married mystically to Brahma, to the spark of God within which resides in Brahma chakra, which is here. You've seen the, the, the Buddha, haven't you, with a halo up here, and all these beings with halos up here. Well, that halo was really to depict the Brahma Chakra, or Brahma Center, which is here. We call it uh, the Golden Sphere. Uh, other occult organizations have different names for it. It doesn't matter so much what you call it. They all recognize the fact that it is there, just above the top of the head. Well, these centers charged and go inwards. It really means they recognize Brahma <coughs> Chakra. You see, in other words, it's a very, very high state. It's above enlightenment and it, you go above meditation now. Meditation can operate when the heart center is active, uh, as well as when this center is active, as well as when this center is active. But you get, you go through all the gamut of the visions and, and the mystic sounds and so on made by the different centers and you go through all that gamut life after life and detach from all that business and meeting masters and so on. You detach from that and so on and so on and so on until you are completely, uh, every atom of, uh, or electron of energy within you is centered on one purpose, that's to raise this Kundalini far enough. You go through all the gamut of floating in the air, uh, projection, and so on. Because, for instance, when you raise Kundalini past the solar plexus center, uh, the body becomes light and you can levitate, and so on, that type of thing. Unless you detach. If you detach, you become heavy again. You see, you go, you go through all these gamuts until you marry it together. That is cosmic consciousness. So it's the greatest detachment of all times and yet the greatest attachment because you are attached to all things. You recognize all things. 
Why? Because you have detached from all things. That's why. You see, you have great... As Kundalini rises, you have tremendous magical powers. Uh, powers of, of hypnotism, powers of hearing sounds miles away, powers of hearing, uh, of understanding strange languages, uh, powers of, of analyzing forces, powers of floating through the air, um, uh, powers of, of bringing your, your wishes into manifestation, uh, and so on, powers of dematerializing a part or whole of the body, powers of becoming invisible, and so on. You detach from all this because you recognize them as just nonsensical acts of magic which don't mean anything anyway. You detach, bring it up, and then you get this wonderful glory of all glories, this cosmic consciousness. What might it be like to experience cosmic consciousness? Few have ever experienced it, and fewer still shared it with mankind. Yet in the book The Nine Freedoms, Dr. King shares his experience of this highest mystical state. To finish today's program, I will read an extract of this. Dr. King Suddenly, even as a great shock to him, this great power reached to the uppermost branch of the tree and then, gradually at first, but surely, the highest centre opened. It was as though in a moment he wore above his head a crown of indescribable magnificence. A glorious, brilliant flash of illumination came to him. The powers before were nothing in comparison with this, Oh, God, he was going even further upwards. His loneliness subsided, as a calm will stop the turbulence of the waves at sea, and peace began. But not static peace, for in this was all movement. He began to stretch outwards as though he had immense arms which were embracing all things. His consciousness reached outwards, holding and gradually came the realization of oneness. No longer was he a light in the wilderness as he had been before, but now he was an essential part, an intimate part, an interrelated part of all things. His consciousness soared above the environment, above the city in which his cold body sat immobile, around the city, around all things, and all people, and all environments, soaring upwards and outwards. He was now in the full and complete realization that he was life, which was manifesting in countless different ways in order to gain the experience necessary, the control demanded over matter itself. Here, in such an elevated state as this, came a deeper realization than ever before of the interrelationship of all things, of the life of all things. He became existent in timelessness. He became vitally aware of the dimensions in which he existed and knew them, I, all seven of them. He became as tiny as a molecule when he wanted to and yet bigger than a world when he wished. He looked down 
from his lofty position high above the earth, appreciating its great glory, its power, its supreme light, perceiving the limitations it had put upon itself in order to allow life streams like him to gain the very experience which he was now living through in almost godlike ecstasy. Well, we hope we've helped you gain a greater appreciation of what cosmic consciousness is. The nine freedoms, as given by the cosmic master Mars Sector 6, are a vast topic and we can't hope to do them justice within the confines of this show. So if you would like to find out more about anything we've talked about today, then you can do so at www.thenninefreedoms.org. That's thenninefreedoms.org, nine being the word nine. There you'll find lots to read, podcasts to listen to, and you can also purchase the audio recordings of the transmissions themselves, as well as the book. And the ebook is also available from iTunes, Google Play, Kobo, and Amazon Kindle. Thank you for listening to Mystic FM, brought to you by the Aetherius Society. Tune in next time for more cosmic spirituality, because it is wisdom that sets you free. Thank you.